Hello and welcome to Dragon Bites, the paediatric podcast aimed at paediatric trainees or anyone interested in child health. I'm Asim, I'm one of the paediatric trainees here in Wales and one of the founders of Dragon Bites. I hope you all had a lovely time off during Christmas, but it's time to get back into it now. This week we're going to be doing another one of our out-of-programme episodes. These are episodes where we have a chat with trainees who've had interesting out-of-programme experiences and what might be useful to those who are looking to try something a bit different. I was lucky enough a few weeks ago to speak to Dr Laura Potts, who's a paediatric trainee in Wales, but was fortunate enough to do a simulation fellowship with Great Ormond Street Hospital. So, if you want to find out more about that fellowship, this is a great chance to listen in. Let's get started. Hello, hi, hi everyone. Thank you for joining us on Dragon Bites. And it's a pleasure to say that I'm joined today by one of the paediatric trainees here in Wales. I'm joined by Laura Potts. Hi, Laura. Hi. Um, so, uh, Laura, from what I understand, and correct me if I got this wrong, we're going to be talking a bit today about your out-of-programme experience at Great Ormond Street Hospital as a, as a simulation fellow. Does that sound right? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Amazing. So, um, before we get on to that, I think it's always useful, mainly for me, but as a second thought to our listeners, to get to know you a little bit first. So can you tell us a little bit about your paediatric career today? Sure. Um, so I'm currently halfway through ST7. Uh, I started my paediatric training all the way back in 2013 um, with general paediatrics. And since then, I've rotated through all the usual um, general peds and neonatal jobs. And I've also spent a bit of time in uh, the respiratory team, the oncology team and the PICU team. Amazing. And I don't, is this your first? I know, I think you've taken other out of year, out of programme uh, years as well. Is that, am I right? Yeah, that's right. So I've had um, two UPs already. Uh, the first was as a Welsh clinical leadership fellow um that was 2017 2018 and then yeah most recently the simulation fellowship at gosh which is what we're going to be talking about in a minute hopefully um and something that i ask everyone who shows up on our podcast is what got you into pediatrics i always find this such a difficult question (laughs) um i think there's there's quite a few reasons uh, why i like pediatrics i think um at the beginning it was the idea of being a generalist really attracted me and I felt like that was um that was something that wasn't as well represented in in adult medicine I didn't want to be a GP um I definitely find geriatrics way too sad um so yeah pediatrics felt like a natural choice from that perspective I also think that children are really interesting um they get really interesting things wrong with them and um and yeah there's a lot of fun to be had in pediatrics as well thanks for that Laura um so I suppose let's get on to the fellowship so I think the first question our listeners will have is what what is the the simulation fellowship at Great Ormond Street can you give us a bit of an outline of that Yeah, sure. So um, the Simulation Fellowship is part of a group of three different fellowships that Great Ormond Street offer in medical education. So um, in addition to simulation, there's also a digital learning fellowship and a postgraduate medical education fellowship. 
um and and the the sim fellowship was the one that I was particularly attracted to um I'd planned to do some sort of fellowship in simulation um as part of an EP at this point in my training um and it was one of a, a number that I sort of um applied for um this fellowship yeah, so you're based in the Sim Centre in Great Ormond Street, working with the, the team there uh, for 80% of the time and then 20% of the time is clinical. Um, so I chose to spend one day a week doing PICU as well. Wow. Um, thanks for that. So I think that gives everyone an idea about what was going on. Uh, what, what drew you to the fellowship? I... I've always really liked medical education and simulation in particular. I spent a lot of time doing sim in medical school and always found it to be the most fun and arguably one of the most useful things that we did. So I've always liked it and wanted to, to do something with simulation at some point. And this just felt like the right time in training to sort of pursue that, really. Ah, awesome. I suppose the, the next question is, what has doing the year or what did doing the year actually involve for you so um I'm trying to think back now it feels like ages ago uh so day to day there was a lot it's, I was the first sort of full-time sim fellow that they'd had there they'd had some part-time uh people before but as the sort of first full-time uh person it was quite a I was given quite a, a wide brief in terms of what my day-to-day -day work was going to look like and, and what the, the goals and objectives for the fellowship were, which was really quite nice to be able to sort of set the direction and, and set the tone for, for my fellowship, but also future fellows. Um, so I got involved with lots of different things, really. And there was the, there's a big in-situ simulation programme at GOSH. So um, with the SIM team there, I'd go around all the different wards in, in GOSH and um, we'd run in situ simulation uh, for the, the teams there. Um, and then they've also were running courses in the, the simulation centre, which would be for a, a wide range of uh, health professionals from healthcare assistants to, to nurses, um, allied health professionals, ODPs, physios, and also doctors at um, sort of most levels really in sort of higher specialty training. So anything from ST3s up to consultant level um, in pediatrics, but also anesthetics and, and things like that. So um, yeah, everybody at GOSH is involved in simulation. You can't escape. <laughs> uh, and from your perspective, were you largely involved in um, delivering the simulation or did you also get involved in designing them, researching how useful they were, that sort of thing? So yeah, um, initially it was a lot of um, working, learning how uh, they do simulation at Great Ormond Street. Um, so yeah, doing a lot of delivery of the sim and then as time went on, I I had a uh, opportunity to, to get into to course design and development. Um, which was really nice, actually, to be able to make that progress over the course of the year. So, um, for example, one of the courses that I designed was an intersusception simulation for um, radiologists and radiographers, um, where we essentially built a bespoke mannequin that you could perform an air reduction on and did a immersive simulation course for them in the, 
in the department, which went down really well. Um, and we also designed a um, a course for more senior pediatric trainees called Hospital at Night, um, which was uh, for for yeah more senior pediatric trainees who were um, entering a new role that they were introducing at Gosh, which was called the uh, senior medical officer, who oversaw the the running of Great Ormond Street at night, really. Um, so yeah, I definitely did have the opportunity to do some design and development of courses. Um, research, yeah, we definitely got involved in some of that too. We did some um, really exciting work about uh, interaction uh, and looking at um, how healthcare staff interact with their environments and in particular technology so that we could identify targets for the development of touchless technology. Um, and that work um, was done with um, the team at Gosh Drive and was recently published in Nature Perinatology, um, which was, yeah, that was super fun to be involved with. Um, and then what else have we done? We've done, we did some, uh, quite a lot of work with virtual reality as well um, in various different ways um, from improving the patient experience to um, designing immersive VR clinic experiences for genetics trainees, um, all kinds of things, really. Wow. I mean, that sounds, that's a pretty broad range of skills and things that you've been involved with. Incredible. Uh, thinking back on that year then, what, what do you feel like you've learned from it? What, what, are you, what have been your sort of take home um, messages and, and things that you're keeping with you? Um, I, oh gosh, that's such a difficult question. I learned so much. I think um, uh, from a like specific skill set perspective, I think I've definitely come out as a, I've gone from a novice sim educator to um, being, you know, feeling pretty confident and competent to both deliver individual simulation sessions, but also be able to design courses and support faculty development. So that's, um, I feel like I've come out as a well-rounded sim educator at this point, which has been great. Um, I have not been the kind of person in the past that's been involved with research and innovation. Um, I definitely wouldn't have considered myself to be creative um, or innovative in any way, really. But um, it that so that, I suppose that's the main thing I've learned about my myself is that um, I do have the capacity to to um, to to be creative and innovative. And um, it was really nice to have the opportunities to explore that during the fellowship. Really incredible. And um, something that that ha with some fellowships. Um, um, the, the fellows walk out at the end of it with, um, you know, either having completed some courses or some additional qualifications. I don't know if that was part of the Great Ormond Street Fellowship as well. Yeah, it was actually. So um, they funded a postgraduate certificate in medical education um, mm -hmm. for me, but they would fund whatever level of that, you know, degree that you were at, really. Oh, wow. Excellent. So you've got so you got a postgraduate certificate in medical education as well as everything else on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. nice. Um, so I, I suppose, given everything you've done, what was the best part of that year for you? I think there's so all of the things that I've mentioned were I'm proud of and were valuable to me for lots of different reasons. You know, I was thrilled to be able to design and deliver a brand new course that we were able to present at conferences 
by the end of my year and hopefully we're bringing it to Cardiff as well this interception model mm-hmm. um you know that so I was really proud of that um but also some of the other work that I was a part of was so um exciting and and new that I'm also really proud to be involved with that too so but for different reasons I think um yeah it's it's a tricky one I think just working at Great Ormond Street in general has been a real sort of um a really great experience um and I'd encourage anybody who had the opportunity to go and work there to do it it's really um I think uh, it's a really special place that might sound like a really cliched thing to say about Great Ormond Street, but it's not just all the amazing clinical work that they do there. It's just the attitude of everybody who's there is quite incredible. I've never come across anywhere like it. Wow. Okay. So, um, I mean, we spent a lot of time singing the praises of everything that's been going on, but were there any, any times where you ran into difficulties or any aspects of it that were harder to to cope with than you were expecting? I think one of the um, things I was perhaps a little apprehensive about was less the the work at Great Ormond Street and more the um, personal aspects of it. I Moving to London was never part of my plan um, to do it in a pandemic, perhaps even less so. Um, so that was definitely interesting. But I actually enjoyed London way more than I thought I would and yeah, again, I'd encourage anybody who had the chance to, to go and do it, um, to give it a try. Amazing. Um, and then something I've been asking all the people who've taken time out um, of clinical practices, have you, did you miss clinical practice at all? Or did you get some as part of your job? Um, and, and then how does it feel to return to clinical practice now after some time away? Um. Well, in both of my fellowships, I've done some clinical work. I'd say I did it more regularly during this fellowship. So I did one like long day shift on PICU every week during this um, simulation fellowship. So so that was really um, good. So I probably didn't really get the chance to miss it, um, if that makes sense. Um, I would say that uh, life is all about balance and in full-time clinical work there's perhaps not enough opportunity um, for me to explore all the other things that I'm interested in but equally when I'm just doing all of those other things like leadership or teaching there's not enough of the clinical stuff so these fellowships are fantastic uh, for a finite period of time and clinical work is great for a finite period of time but I hope Um, in the future I'll be able to find a really good balance between the two. Oh brilliant Um, I suppose that kind of brings us quite naturally to to my next question which was going to be you know why should trainees consider doing out of programme experiences? Um, Well uh, some people are very very good at juggling all the balls of full-time clinical work or less than full-time clinical work, um, along with everything that's going on at home, and still manage to execute all the quality improvement projects, teaching, all that extracurricular stuff that we all want to do um, to make ourselves the best sort of paediatricians we can be. Personally, I find it really difficult to, to focus on all of those other things when I'm in a full-time clinical role. So for me, UPs have been a great opportunity to 
take a step back from clinical work and explore another aspect of sort of working in medicine and also just get a bit of perspective on what I want my life to look like and what I want my career to look like and I think it's only in as part of these fellowships that I I really feel like I've had the the space to to do that properly um so yeah both of my fellowships have been very different and I've got as much from them personally as I have professionally and it's yeah it's been really great every single time it's uh yeah definitely something I would always advocate people do amazing thanks Laura and I suppose for those who are listening who who do you think that you know this current uh, the the fellowship that you've just finished at Great Ormond Street who's it aimed at who should be considering applying to it so it's aimed at um pediatric trainees who are ST4 and above um yeah who've got an interest in medical education amazing thanks Laura okay so Laura my last question was um you know having done this um fellowship has it gone on to um cause you to have any areas of personal interest some burgeoning future plans of incorporating it into your into your working life um well as I said I I want to um have a a balanced career that allows me to explore my um, clinical interests, but also my non-clinical interests. Um, I think uh, simulation in Wales um, has got, people have got mixed feelings towards simulation in Wales. And um, I hope that with the experience that I've gained at Great Ormond Street, I'll be able to, I'll be able to come back and, um, and try and promote simulation-based learning. Um, We tried to do, um, some stuff already since I've been back so we've been trying to get um, an in-situ simulation program up and running in, in PICU um, and also as I mentioned we're, we're going to try and um, start an intersusception simulation course um, for radiologists in Cardiff as well so um, I'm not sure about the long term but in the short to medium term definitely just trying to um, integrate simulation into to training wells as much as possible really. Amazing. Well, that were, that, those were all my questions for you, Laura. Thank you very much for coming to chat to us. No, thank you. And um, if anyone wants to get in touch with me to ask about um, fellowships at GOSH or the Welsh Clinical Leadership Fellowship or UPs in general, then um, feel free to get in touch. Amazing. Thank you again. Thanks. And I just wanted to say thank you again to Laura for recording that episode for us. Join us again next week where we'll have an episode of Dragon Bites Basics ready for you. Thank you for listening to Dragon Bites.